Welcome to Caveman's Corner. Today I have with me Patrick Mix. Patchy Mix is an MMA fighter out of Buffalo, New York. One of the best to ever come out of the area. He's fighting in Bellator. He's going overseas to Dublin to fight James Gallagher. So I'm going to give him a call. Here we go. Welcome to Caveman's Corner, Pat. Great to have you back. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I got two weeks to my fight, so I'm getting ready to go to Ireland soon. Nice, man. How is it traveling now? Um, traveling to Vegas and stuff was pretty easy, but traveling to Europe's a little different. They made me get vaccinated and it's, uh, it's going to be like a 10 hour flight. So it'll be different than, um, you know, like the change of time and stuff. It'll be a lot different than what I'm used to. How early are you going up? I'm going out like a week before the fight. So I have like six or seven days to get, um, used to the air, you know, kind of get comfortable out there. That sounds great. You were just back in town. I got to get some uh, rolling with you. You taught some classes. You did a seminar. Uh, I learned some of your front guillotine series from the back. Really had a good time with you in town. You look huge, man. How big are you right now? Right now, I'm weighing out at like 54, 53. So I have a big cut to do. Like I'm going to cut like 16, 17 pounds from now to the actual fight date. So I, But I have 15 days, so I fight. I think two weeks exactly till uh, I weigh in. So it's almost like a pound or two a day. So it's not too bad, you know? No, so it's like a slow progression. That's not too bad at all, dude. And you're not like heavy. You're like jack. So it should come off kind of easy, right? It's mostly water, retaining your muscles. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of water. Um, I don't I don't use creatine or nothing like that to like pump my muscles, but um, I drink a lot of water. And then I'm always like blowing my upper body out and my back and stuff because I'm grappling so much, so. Yeah, you feel like it. my upper body's really big, and it contain like it holds a lot of water. Yeah, it looks awesome when you you like. We got a picture, and I'll post it with this one. But you look so big next to me. Like I I fought forty five fifty five. You're bigger than me when we stand next to each other. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, my legs are a little smaller, but my upper body is big because of grappling. Eventually, I'll go to forty five, I think. But right now, I want to stay at thirty five, and uh, you know, I want to win this fight right here and uh, kind of get the belt take over the division i want to get back to the boat so is there anything personal between uh you and gallagher there's like it's been a little bit of back and forth and you talked a little bit more than you normally do you don't normally uh call people out especially on social media and stuff um you've been looking for this fight for a long time do you just not like him or are you just looking to capitalize on his name a little bit yeah i guess i want to capitalize on his name i um capitalize on his name the best i can i um Going to Dublin's a lot better than fighting him in the States like we originally had it. But I was calling him out from the beginning of t- the time I got into Bellator. So it wasn't like just particularly now. You know, I built a fight back then and it just kind of came back to fruition for, you know, fruition right now. That makes sense. Like um, he was free and I was free from my, um, my, after I lost to Juan. And I feel like he thought I was a good matchup because I'm a grappler as well. So he wanted to get to the top of the division, and he kind of chose me after I had already built the promo and stuff. Nothing's really personal, though. Like, I guess, like, I'm just selling the fight, and I guess he is as well. But I don't even know the guy. I don't think about him when I go to sleep or when I wake up in the morning. All I think about is what I need to do and, like, how my training is and uh, just, like, the other 26 fights I've had. Right. Before You started calling him out before you were really even – uh, a name in Bellator. Now you really shown what you can do. Do you think he's uh, trying to write your name as much as you're trying to write his name now? I mean, you've really established yourself in the organization. Yeah, I mean, I fought for the belt. He hasn't fought for the belt. Uh, 
I'm ranked higher than him. I have more, uh, like, um, more formidable wins, obviously. I beat the guy that knocked his ass out. So, like, I'm not really even trying to build a name off him. I'm just thinking like this. I'm in the rankings. There's killers all around the rankings. I get paid the same. I want to beat the dude's ass that's the easiest in the bracket. No, you know what I mean? I mean, I want to go home to my family. I want the easiest fight. And I think that James Gallagher, amongst all the other top 10, is he really should be ranked 10, you know? He shouldn't <laughs> be ranked where he's at. So I'm thinking, like, I want the easiest money or the easiest payday, so I got to fight him, you know? Right. No matter where that is, whether that be in the States, which he didn't want to do, but now I have to go to Dublin. So I'm happy to do that, though. Do you feel any pressure going into his hometown, or does that excite you? You kind of seem like you uh, you really like when everyone's against you. Like, knowing you and watching you go into, like, fights, like, there's just something about you. When you, when you go out to fight, it seems like it's always just you. Like, even though you go in with a team, like, you're one of the most focused and angry-looking fighters when you go in there, even though it's all business. Yeah, that's all just a facade, though. You know, it's like, that's what you have to do to build yourself up to go into a fight. It's all basically a facade, though. Um, you know, the, the anger and all that. Like, I just know when I step onto any mat, it doesn't matter if it's a cage or uh, the mat in the gym or you can roll out mats and anybody, you know, I could roll with anybody or uh, train MMA with anybody. It's just about, like, stepping on the mat and being in, like, uh, comfortable in your setting. Like, I'm in my own world whenever I step on any mat. So, like, me being in Dublin, I don't hear nothing. I basically, it's almost like I'm muted when I walk out there. I don't, I don't feel any energy specifically towards him. Um, I just know what I'm capable of doing. And, like, I'm capable of strangling him in 30 seconds. I'm capable of knocking him out. Or I'm capable of gutting him out. I'm capable of going through, like, let, let's say if he were to hurt me or put me in trouble. I just know that I'm capable of everything that, like, I don't think he is, if that makes sense. I don't think he's on the same level as me. So I just feel like I don't think of a game plan. I just think like it's a freestyle plan. You know, I just go out there and I just do my thing. I have fun and I enjoy it. If I do that, chances are I tie him up. And, uh, you know, like if I feel like if I was in the gym with him, I'd beat him every day, you know, so. Do you feel like this is maybe the one of the worst matchups he could take in the division? I feel like. It is one of the worst matchups, but he doesn't see it because my fights go real quick. But if he was in the gym with me and we were to train, I would beat him every day, I feel, you know? Like, and not to say you can't get hit with a lucky punch. You know, I bite down on my mouthpiece, and if I do get hit with a lucky punch, I don't know. I feel like I would be able to get in on a takedown, on a lucky takedown, you know what I'm saying, if that makes sense. <laughs> that definitely like, makes sense. Yeah, like, I, I just feel like he doesn't have the power to put me away. He hasn't knocked a lot of people out, and... uh I think he's going to go low, you know, a lot of leg kicks. I feel like, I don't know, it's a bad matchup for him. You know, if he wants to grapple with me, I grapple with a lot bigger, like, men. And I think that I, well, I know I do well, but I just don't know how we obviously will grapple because we haven't fought or trained together. But I feel like I'm levels ahead of him. I can't imagine you having any trouble with him on the mat. And you definitely proved how tough you are in your medal in that fight with Juan. I mean... There's no way anyone can ever question your chin or your ability to take a shot to the body or anything else or even your will to win watching that fight. Yeah, that's what I think um, when you watch that fight. You get a lot of uh, – you take a lot of other things that you see about me um, that are positive and you can see that, you know, I'm not just a finisher. I just don't dominate. I can also fight. I do have heart. Uh, I have, uh, you know, a mental, you know, let's say wit when I'm out there. It's not just uh, – brawling i'm setting traps i have a mindset when i'm out there you know i know how to game plan i know how to recover 
come back in uh, rounds. I'm, I feel like I'm a well-rounded professional fighter when you watch that fight. You said something to me when you were in town this time that stuck with me for since we last talked. You said you're not a, a kid in this sport anymore. You're a man. Um, can you explain to everyone that's listening what you what you said and, and explain that in detail? Because that's something that I think a lot of people would love to hear from you. Yeah, I mean, I grew, I, I grew up in, uh, obviously, MMA. I've been doing it since I was 20 years old. I think I made my debut when I was either 20 or 21. I spent a long time, six or seven years uh, undefeated. COVID, you know, kind of slowed things down. I used to fight so much so much more often. And it was so much more of a fast pace. But, like, now where I'm at, I'm 28 years old. I'm on the brink of, uh, you know, I used to think I wanted to change my life to get into Bellator and do that stuff. But I have an opportunity to, you know, hopefully if they do this tournament to win a million dollars, you know, to, uh, uh, I don't know, it just changes everything for you, you know, um, when you have these opportunities to make uh, real money, not just like peanuts anymore, to uh, set yourself up for life. And I, I feel like I've matured with these opportunities each fight. I have five fights in Bellator, but, um, you know, this one being... I feel like it's going to be one of the biggest because of his name, because of the production value in uh, Europe, where we are on the card. I feel like, you know, I've matured at the perfect time here. Um, I took my lessons. I came back. I moved gyms. I kind of moved to Vegas. I was alone for a while. And then I started uh, just putting everyone else on that I can, taking care of my friends, you know, uh, the people that I love, my family. And now this one right here is going to be a big one. I'm going to go to Ireland. I'm going to fight in front of 10,000 European fans that are probably going to be against me, but, um, you know, I'm going to be calm, confident, and I'm going to show that uh, I have way more skills than anyone's seen. Like, I'm a ninja out there. They haven't seen it like yet, but, like, I feel like I can smoke screen them. I can knock them out. I can hurt them. I can switch it up from Muay Thai to karate to uh, wrestling to, um, you know, just getting gritty with them. So I feel like he doesn't know exactly what I'm going to do yet. I have many forms of fighting that I'm trying to show this uh, fight. And I want to really, really show my um, evolution from being kind of, like I said, when I was like a kid growing up to now being a man. If I win this fight the way I want to win, um, you know, I'm 15 and one, 12 finishes, and I'm coming for that world title. That's what I'm thinking. I love that, man. I love how you said it. When we were in the gym, you're like, yeah, when I started the sport, I was a kid. And now... I'm a man. I understand what's going on. I have man strength. I have, like, I'm not a kid anymore. I have real responsibilities. I have stuff to do, and I'm going to be a world champion. The way you just said it to me, like, it gave me goose flesh, man. Like, it was just like you were prophetic. Like, you knew what was going to happen. Like, I love that about you. Like, sometimes you're so into yourself, and you believe in yourself, and I I just, I love that, man. Yeah, you got it. You know, I'm going to walk out there, and I'm trying my hardest to, uh, like I said, we're, we're all trying to capture the world title. All these people in my division, there's so many killers. They all have the same dreams. And, you know, some of them have children. Some of them have families, uh, hardships, uh, experiences that, you know, none of us have. So it's like we're all coming for the same belt, the same thing. And I was there once, and I'm not going to take it for granted. I feel like I could be 15-0 and right now, never lost a round, submitted one Archuleta in the first or second round. But I don't think that was my, my path or my plan. You know, right now is my plan my path you know to get back and uh you know um not just get that one back but to uh you know reign as a champion i'm not trying to just you know i'm not trying to just win this fight i'm not trying to just I'm trying to win every fight man i'm trying to reign dominance like i was six seven years undefeated i'm trying to restart that right now as far as in, in my head as i'm concerned i'm one and oh you know that's it 
Like I'm coming back back around, you know, I'm in the loser's bracket. I'm coming back around. I have James Gallagher. I start collecting these names. I start finishing people, and I build my streak back up. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's the next fight or if we do a tournament, whatever fight it is, I'm going to come back for the belt, and I'm not just coming back for that. I'm coming back for the top names and the best guys so I can, uh, you know, get the best out of myself. I want to go against the best so that I can have my best uh, – work you know i need to be on my uh cues i don't want no freebies i don't want no easy fights right well i don't think you get very many where you're at now i mean you're at the pinnacle of your sport and your weight class so i think yeah. you're gonna have nothing but tough fights from now on from here on out yeah you know we say that but then like for instance my last fight i was supposed to fight gallagher who's shouldn't even be ranked like i said but then next thing you know i'm fighting albert morales who's a ufc vet but he's a uh, you know he's a low-key killer but then I'm fighting a guy non-ranked. So if Gallagher, you know, decides to do that same shit, I could also, you know, get a guy that's like that. So it's like, I just want to fight the best guys. After this fight, I want to fight the Rufian Stotts, the Juan Archuleta, um, Sergio Pettis, uh, Horaguchi. I want one of those fights, you know. I want one of the guys that are above me, um, you know, in the top of the, the division. One, the, one of the guys that are the best in the world. And I want one of those guys next. Going into these fights, um, you always see the fighters call out who they want next. Do you, are you going to go in there and call one of those guys out, or are you going to call them all out? Is that a plan you go in there with, or does that just hit you in the spur of the moment? No, I'm just saying in my uh, my own mindset, like that's what I want next. If I could just, I don't, Ali's the one that's like sets up my fights and does everything. You know, I don't really have a say. I can say anything like that, but I don't even know if it would ever get back to the boss man. You know, like. My manager just hits me up, and he's the one. I mean, we can set these fights up like I did with Gallagher. I thought this fight could happen five fights ago. You know, it happened two years later. So I don't have a say in it. But when I got on the mic afterwards, all I'm going to be doing is pushing for that million-dollar tournament. Right. You know, million-dollar tournament plus your uh, purse and show money. I mean, your show, your full purse money, whether you just show or you win. Like, that's a lot of money, you know. I want a million-dollar bonus at the end, <laughs> and I want all my money. You know, every time I show up to the fight, I want to win you know my show and win money you know if i could do that for three four whatever 16 eight man bracket and i'm sitting pretty like you know so i'm thinking i want a million dollar tournament that's the only thing i'm pushing for you know i don't know i don't know how i would say it to the guys like when they come introduce me but i mean like <laughs> not introduce me like interview me but i'm just gonna say i want a million dollar tournament you know right along those lines for sure and like every interview you always give i always think oh man i don't know what he's gonna say but they're always really good and uh your true passion and emotion comes out that's really you too like you see a lot of guys you know how rehearsed it is but it doesn't seem rehearsed when you say it so i was just wondering like what is your mindset maybe if you thought about it or if you're not but it seems like you just say it what you're feeling at the moment yeah i'm emotional you know this is my life like i said if um I can do a lot of other things because I'll, I would master any craft, but this is the thing that I love to do. And uh, they, they say find something you love to do when you were a kid, and this is what I love to do. It's not about the money. It's not about, it's, you know, it's more about supporting my family. It's more about being able to uh, um, have a career as well, but I love to do this. You know, if I, if, if I didn't wake up and love to go to the gym or love to train or love to compete, then I wouldn't care about how much money it paid me. I wouldn't do it. So... I don't know, you know, my mindset towards it is just that, um, in a sense. 
But then again, like, <clears throat> this is the only thing that I've known how to do because I've done it so long, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes, you know? a, it makes a lot of sense. I really do think with the way you focus on stuff, like the way you're focused on the mat, you would be able to excel on anything you do. And you're so good yeah. on the mat. You, I think you could transfer that to any skill in life. Yeah, anything. You know, I'm not the biggest or the strongest or the fastest, you know. But I, um, how I win is like, as long as my body can go for the amount of minutes on the mat, I don't, I don't win by being uh, physically able. I win because I'm methodically. It's the, like through my mindset, through the way I uh, train. It's through when I'm gonna move this way. Like anyone else can put their arms the same way I do. It's not a hard physical task, but it's the way that you have to mentally think about it. Okay, if I do this, I'm going to set a trap this way. Like, I'm thinking four or five steps ahead. That's why I do grappling so well. That's why I um, set traps. That's why I have so many submissions. That's why I also love to do this. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm, it's like a puzzles. You know, I'm doing puzzles or something. It's like a, a bunch of pieces, but my pieces fit in just correctly. You know what I mean? When I'm moving correctly, I feel like I, and I've proved it to myself. I can roll with some of the best fighters in the world. I can also converse with some of the best fighters in the world, talk to them, uh, pick their brains and not only pick theirs, but they pick my brain. You know what I mean? Um, where I'm at, I feel honestly like, I feel like I'm one of the best 135 pounders in the world. I know I am because I've competed with them. And uh, it's not just because of my physical ability. It's just because my mindset, my mentality as well. Yeah, you've grown up a lot. You moved from Albuquerque, and now you're uh, down there in Vegas at uh, Extreme Couture. Um, can you talk about that move a little bit and what effect Jake Shields has had on you? So it was a good, uh, it was a good move. There was a lot of, I don't know, um, when I was in Albuquerque, it was a lot of COVID-ridden. So it was uh, when, once COVID started, and then the gyms had split. So it was like the gyms were getting really dull. There wasn't a lot of people in the classes. There wasn't a lot of high-level fighters anymore at my weight classes. So um, Ali had hit me up, and I ended up coming to Vegas for my last camp. And I met with Jake Shields and uh, uh, let's say Eric Nixick, uh, my manager himself, and then also my coach Harry from Albuquerque. And Harry encouraged it because he also knew how the training rooms, uh, you know, he knew the difference in them. Albuquerque had been small, really um, kind of not a lot of really good 135 to 155 pound fighters anymore. And then Extreme Couture had all these killers at those weights. So it was good for me to switch and then also have a more dynamic, like let's say outside of the gym, like Albuquerque's like, I don't know, there's not much to do. It's also the desert, both are, but Albuquerque's real. It's one of the most like poverty kind of crime ridden cities. Like you don't want to just walk to the store out there. You don't want to go out. There's not a lot of stuff to do. Vegas has everything I want. You know what I mean? If I want to go to the mountains, I could run. If I want to just walk the strip, I could walk the strip. I could do anything I want, you know? So it's like some more fast pace. I enjoy it more. And um, I'm getting the better work. You know, I have like four gyms or five gyms out here in Vegas as opposed to just having Jackson's out there or maybe Gracie Barra. But Gracie Barra wasn't really that big. You know, it was only yeah. like it was a tight knit of like 20, 30 jujitsu players. It's really uh, important, too. It seems like it's kind of the hub, too, because when people are in town for fights, they can come hang out. I saw you were uh, hanging out with Saul while he was down there for uh, Dan yeah, White's contender. Yeah, I just um, picked up Saul from the airport. I just was with him yesterday, as a matter of fact. Um, he lives, like, where he was staying was, like, nine minutes from my house. Everything in Vegas is so close. But him being, trying out for the, um, we'll try, fighting on the contender series, it was, uh, they fight right at the apex of the P.I., and um, that's right down the street from my house as well. So that's kind of where I work out at. 
because we also have that. And like, if you know a UFC fighter, they can just sign you and you can get in there. And I go there almost every day to use their facilities. So when Sal got out here, I knew he was like right next to that. So I picked them up um, a couple times. We hung out. We just chopped it up. I think I took him to in and out after he uh, after the fight. I but saw I really that photo. Like truly, <laughs> yeah, I feel like he truly won the fight. You know, it, yeah. I was gutted. Uh, it, took, it brought a tear to my eye. You know, I love Solomon. I wanted him. You know, I know Billy Q's made it, but Solomon would have been the first true guy. Uh, I feel from that's you know a diehard West New York MMA guy that was with us from the beginning. I feel like he deserved it, and uh, you know, not that I, you know, I'm right up there you know, at the top two, but I wanted him to be able to sign that first UFC contract. Like it means a lot to get in the UFC. Honestly, it's the pinnacle. It's the number one promotion. And uh, I, I thought Solomon with his, the confidence, the trials he's had, I honestly wanted him to, uh, I think he deserved to not wanted him to, obviously I yeah. wanted him to, but I think he deserved, I think he won the fight. And I'm really uh, heartbroken that he actually, uh, that was a split decision for the other guy. Yeah, that was a, a pretty hard loss. Were you uh, in there watching it, or did you watch on TV? No, I couldn't get tickets. Well, I could have got tickets, I think, if I really tried, but I didn't get them. And I wanted to watch it at home. I didn't want to bring any nervous energy. Like, yeah. I'm always pacing and stuff. Salmon means a lot to me. I, I don't think – I watched the previous uh, Contender Series maybe a month ago, and I went in there, and it's just super quiet. There's not a lot of uh, noise. I just feel like I would have been too emotional. I brought nervous energy. I didn't want to – it was about his night, and I didn't want to, like – have any i didn't want to impede on it at all you know even if it was support i just wanted to see him afterwards congratulate him take him out for some food you know what i mean just like yeah make it about him you know i didn't want to like go in there and just throw him off in any way you know i, I love that man that's so awesome and like people don't understand like how much that means to a fighter too like little things can get into your head pretty easy on fight night yeah small things you know and uh solomon's great man i don't think you know, I think he'll be in the UFC 100%. I think, honestly, they're going to call him. He was, uh, he was a two-to-one punch count. He had two uh, minutes of ta- uh, two minutes of takedown control, I think, and he had two take. I mean, two knockdowns. So, like, the guy had zero knockdowns. <laughs> he had 50 significant strikes. You know, so, like, Solomon's going to, once one of these short notices pop up, Solomon's going to be one of the first they call because he's already in the database for being on the contender series like this. I've seen it a lot. I feel like lesser men have been called and Solomon in that weight class, he'll be called. Yeah, for sure. And he, I don't know, it's hard to not think that he won that fight watching the fight. There's no way he lost the first. No way he lost no, the second. No way. I feel like the first could even have been a 10-8 round. Uh, that's what I was, him twice. I've been saying that, that all week. <laughs> that was Conor McGregor, I feel like. You know, that's a 10-8 round. Yeah, easy for, for sure. So I think that, but he'll come back better, you know. And he has a good mindset when I picked him up. Solomon's not like, I don't know. He's matured a lot himself. Like he's been on his own, living in New York, living in uh, Brooklyn, going, tr- taking trains, uh, driving around, um, barely getting around. You know, he's grew up like through the game. Like he's matured. He's a man. You can see it now. Like his physique, his body. He's thinned out. Um, just the way he carries himself, the way he talks, the way he handles everything in his life. Now he's matured. I really feel like he deserved that contract. And I feel like even this. Uh, this is going to be a blessing in disguise because even though he didn't earn it then, I think that he'll still get a contract, but like, it's going to be uh, unexpected. It could be a month. It could be two months, but I think that somebody's going to pull out <clears throat> and he's going to get the offer. And I think that he'll take advantage of it. Yeah. 100% for sure. And like, 
I watched you guys grow up from like kids to to the men that you guys are. I mean, you were kind of a kid when you came to WMY too, and just watching the growth of both you guys, not as fighters. I mean, obviously, I knew you guys were going to be great fighters, but both of you have grown as men, as men so much. It's so amazing to listen to you talk and like listen to the kids you were when you first started, man. Like, you're so different. And it's amazing to watch that happen. I'm glad I had the opportunity to watch both you guys grow up. <clears throat> it's like bringing yeah. a tear to my eye. No, it's it's big, man. You know, it's a it's a huge deal. Obviously, like we're one of the we come up under Dubs, Herbert, uh, Lily, you guys, um, Victory, and WNY. Um, so many great people. You know, Schultz, um, Catillus, uh, Antonio. There's so many black belts and stuff that we just came up underneath. And uh, to be on the main stage, you know, there's so many, so much opportunity. Me and Solomon were talking about it, uh, just being in Vegas. You know, I meet so many people. Um, being able to train with Aljamain Sterling, Brandon Marino, um, Cobrinha is uh, one of their head guys, Hector Vasquez. Um, I meet Dewey Cooper, uh, even like my coaches here, Eric, Jake Shields. I roll with Jake Shields, just like being on the mat, Marab. There's so many people, man. Like I have such a small. Um, you know, I chop it up with uh, seeing her at the gym, Tatiana Suarez, you know, even the woman, Norma Dumas, just so many people that like you get to meet in the game that are so like, um, let's say professional and like progress. And then we're just the same people. So like I get to build so much good relationships with people. And that's what's got me good, like to be in this game. Like I'm one of the best fighters in the absolute world, but also to talk to these people like they look up to me in a sense the way that you're saying that like once they get to know me so like that's why i think that i could change you know i could change like not just be like 14 and one right now i feel like i can be one of the best you know 25 and one multiple time world champion like not just in bellator either you know i feel like i can take over bellator and go move on even if you know one day if i needed to for sure i see these people and i'm thinking i should never hold a ceiling on it I meet so many good people and I, and I see their work ethic and they're not different than me. They're not different than Sal. They're not different than like a lot of people that I've grown up with. So I don't know. That's a really good message. Actually. Like all you gotta do is keep your head down and develop the talent and go for it. Everyone can do yeah, it. Yeah. Just grind, man. Like you never know when it's going to happen. I got my boy, Anthony pilot out here. I've been training him. Uh, he's at practice right now. And, um, you know, I was getting groceries. I'm just waiting for him to get done. <laughs> but he's been, yeah, he's been training here, and uh, he's being, he's getting good. You know, he's 0-1 right now as an amateur, but he's able to train with Brandon Marino. He's able to get exposed to all these people. He's able to do professional class at Extreme Couture. Um, I see him take guys' backs to the professionals. I've seen him take UFC fighters' backs, um, and, like, he's getting good. So I'm thinking, like, just not only for myself, just to bring other people up and, like, that's the other maturity side to it, you know, take care of others and uh, give back. You know, I want to give back to the people. And he's one of the kids I really love. He was one of, uh, I've coached him since he was at his youth. So it might mean a little bit more to me, but at the same time, it doesn't matter if it's one or a hundred. I want to um, give back to the MMA community as much as I can. And right now I know I'm busy, but when I get home, I want to help as many people as I, as I can. I don't, I don't care about the money aspect of it. I just want to uh, help grow like martial arts. And I feel like I get along with Antonio so well with that because, you know, he takes care of people at his gym and, uh, you know, he just want he just, you know, he wants to grow the uh, sport. For sure. He definitely is one of the most uh, 
forward guys about trying to just get better and make Buffalo better, like have a contenders out of the seven one six for sure. Yeah, he's a good uh, him. And same with Dubs and Kate. They're doing a good thing too. Like, um, you know, in the Buffalo area, I feel like I don't know. They're just bringing in a lot of people, a lot of diverse um, diversity in the gym. And eventually, it's not just about being MMA. It's about being healthy. You know what I mean? It's about being like kickboxing is healthy, boxing is healthy, jujitsu is healthy. Any one of the uh, singular sports that we do are all healthy. So just being able to grow that, you know, I want to be a part of that. If my name means anything and I could bring somebody in to help, like, anything grow, I'm there, you know. Going back, man, like, when you were in town, you work with uh, everybody. You work with that kid Crouton. I coached Crouton from the time he was, like, four, and you're in there working with him like he's a professional athlete. I mean – you're so good in the gym, like making everyone feel important and really like teaching them too. So I just wanted to jump in and say that. And also you had Morgan down with you training too. Like you give a lot more than you think you do. Like you've been helping a lot, even though you are so busy. Like you can only do as much as you can do while you're busy, but you're really putting in work for everyone up here. Yeah. I'm trying to help everyone. You know, I want to roll with everybody. I'm going to take it. uh, There's eight people in class and um, seven others and i'm one of them i'm gonna roll seven other rounds with each person like i want to help everyone else i want to uh give back and i'm not trying to smash people you know <clears throat> i'm should i say if that makes sense i'm not trying to like smash them i'm trying to like work with them give them uh room help them grow like it's it's important and not just morgan i have like i've had Anth- i've had anthony up here i've had my buddy eli up here i've had pat up here um i've had sal over here um, Alex has come up. I've brought, you know, I've brought in a lot of people out here just to see it and get exposed to just a bigger city, you know, um, not just the training, but just, you know, any connections they can meet, anything that they would like to do. Um, so, you know, I know I'm, I want to give back to the people because I have an opportunity here and um, I don't want to waste it, you know. It only lasts so long after this fighting stuff, you know. If I can make Anthony great at fighting, I don't ever want a dollar from him. <laughs> you know, I just want him to want him to be a world champion i want him to make enough money that he's suitable in his life and anyone else that i can help out or train or kind of be a mentor too that's the same way i would uh, do it for anybody you know i don't want nothing from nobody though you know i want to just help people um and uh the time spent together and the experience and all that shit that pays for itself man like you know i love that dude you're you're one of a kind man there's not too many people like you in this world yeah, it's different, man. You know, it's a, but I've grown up through the sport. I've grown up in MMA. I've grown up with not a lot, and, uh, being able to now be self-sufficient through the sport, being with the opportunities that I've had, um, the opportunities to give to other people. I think that's important, you know. And I've seen it's only the, you know, I'm on the small runs of the ladder right now. I can climb to the top. And, uh, you know, right now I'm going to Dublin in two weeks. You know, I never thought I'd go to Dublin in my life. Um, shit, I don't even... I really don't even care to go there. It's not one of the places I would go if I wanted, if I would had to choose, you know, I'd pick somewhere else. Like, I don't know what I'd pick. You came, a, Republic or <laughs> you came a long way from trying to get a passport. You're definitely, uh, your life is definitely a lot different than it was when we first started. Yeah. Like nowadays, <laughs> I don't even know my medicals. I did them all this week. MRI, all this stuff. I used to have to scrounge money up and uh, try to find an MRI. Don Lilly would have me have scripts all these places and stuff i didn't even know <laughs> have to walk in 500 at hand i'd get an mri like my management dominance like credit ali i just went out with 12 the best fighters the other day we were all at um sushi fever out here in vegas um 
but that, uh, Ali and Dominus, they take care of everything. I don't even, since I've had five fights, I've signed with him for maybe four or five fights before I even got to Bellator. So he took care of my King of the Cage stuff. That's why I ended so smooth. But I've had five fights in Bellator, four and one. Um, and I never had to worry about any of this stuff. Like they set up my MRIs. I just show up to the places. <laughs> everything, in Vegas, everything in Vegas is literally like 10 to 15 minutes from my house. So it's like, I think I had an MRI. I sat in the thing. They used to be such a hassle. I'd have to drive like all the way to Lockport. It'd be like an hour. You know what I mean? I wouldn't know where to park. I didn't know where to go into. Like, it's very simple out here, um, working with dominance. And be, I'll leave that, him being in Vegas as well. Yeah, that sounds amazing. It, I remember how hard medicals are, too. And, like, you got to go there, and you're, you're waiting. And they're like, ah, not, not today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, terrible. Like, they might even send you away. But Ali's such a high-profile uh, manager and stuff that I walk in anywhere. I show my ID. I sit down. I'm, they put me in. I'm done. I was out, in and out of the MRI place the other day in 45 minutes. It was crazy. And I'm thinking, uh, you know, I don't know to go to Europe. They got me my passport. They got me my work visa to go to Japan. Um, they're going to get me my COVID. Uh, I don't know. There's like advanced cars. You need to go to Europe and not have to do the things I need to do. Like, let's say quarantine for 14 days or something. I don't know the exact, uh, you know, uh, exact thing that they do because right. i'm not into that much international travel <laughs> but i'm glad i'm not you know i'm glad i'm not so like i have this management company and now i just show up at the airport and i just go to europe you know? <laughs> i show them the papers that they sent me back and then i'm good to go and right now uh with jake shields being so anti-vax i was supposed to bring him and alex uh castellano but um it's just going to be me and alex out there too so yeah it's going to be a little different Jake Shields pretty anti-vax, huh? I don't know that. Yeah, he's anti-vax. He's in a little bit. I don't know. He's um, follow him on Twitter. He's a little different. He's a little <laughs> different of a guy, but he's a world champion himself. I I love his work ethic. I love his uh, the way he teaches stuff. But it, uh, I'm a, I would never make him get a vaccination. Though, you know? <laughs> yeah, for no sure. Way. Yeah, so it's gonna be just me and Alex going out there. Um, Art's a little older too, so I didn't want to make him get vaxxed and. Uh, Dennis and stuff, it was just too late because I didn't know Jake would cancel because I was yeah. going to bring two corners. So it just worked out that uh, I think it's going to just be me and Alex going out there, which is all right for me because I just want to feel comfortable. I don't need um, – you know, I'm running the show here. Uh, right. I've, I've had 26 fights. It's all about just walking out feeling comfortable. All I want is I don't hug people. You know, I'm going to smack uh, Alex's hand. I'm going to go in there, put my mouthpiece in, and I'm going to do what I do in the <laughs> gym every day. That's just fight. But um, – in case anything ever does happen and I got to wake up, I want somebody that I love that can pick me up off the mat, you know? Yeah. So that's what that's about. And Alex got some sharp boxing skills too, so <laughs> As, know, who knows? Maybe I might just light this guy up boxing. Alex is like so good now. You got He's grown up a lot too. He was literally a little kid when I met him. <laughs> he's, just, he's really, really good. He's a savage, man. I'm telling you. He's like good boxing. He just had a... Big fight in uh, EPA just recently. I think he got a headbutt. He got a couple stitches and stuff. But uh, he's great, man. And even after this fight, the implications, like, you know, to, to re-sign with Bellator is, is huge. I feel like I'm going to have to re-sign um, because uh, if the tournament does happen, um, you know, I only have three fights left on my contract. So I'm really open to re-sign with them um, after this one if I when I win. And then uh, I'm really hoping that Bellator goes into the million dollar tournament uh, coming in 2022. Yeah, because you got to get your million bucks. <laughs> I want to know yeah. a millionaire. 
I'm hoping, you know, they haven't officially announced anything, but they've done some major signings of some really, really good fighters. So, um, you know, all that leads to, you know, hopefully they're going to announce that, but it's really hard to tell sometimes with, uh, I don't know, you know, all these promotions, man, they could have that set one day and then they could just switch it up, you know, see it with the UFC all the time, Francis Naganu and that, uh, Citro gain situation. Francis yeah. won the belt three months later. There's an interim belt. So they can do anything they really want in these promotions. But I'm hoping they just give us a chance at a Grand Prix. Because yeah. uh, I don't think one of us bantam weights because there's so many of us good guys. I don't think we'd waste it. And I think we'd put on really exciting fights because we all don't want to waste it. You know, everyone likes to see that too because there's such high stakes and it's such good. It's so good for viewers to watch. It's, it's such a draw. Yeah, like, it's oh, it's a million dollars. Everyone understands a million dollars, you know? Yeah, it's like, who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> yeah. We were tuning in every week. It'd be like, da-da-da, and it'd stop the show. Maybe I'm like, 250000 you have to wait till next Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at least in fighting, you only got to wait, let's say, 15 minutes unless you're fighting for the belt. Right. I'm thinking... I don't know. It's really good to fight. And I want to fight in those white gloves Bellator has. They got red gloves and blue gloves. I have both of those pairs. Honestly, I don't even own a pair of Bellator gloves. <laughs> I've signed all my pair, pairs of Bellator gloves off to people that meant something to me. I don't really, I'm not in it for that. So, like, I just like my gloves that I have. I think I have some, uh, Anthony gave me his, um, what did he just fight in? Ground, for, ground Force fighting gloves. I like those just as much as those Bellator ones, to be honest with you. I got Shit, I like them even. I like them even more. You don't even have a thumb on it. You know, your thumb can, just, your thumb can like grab and stuff. I could do jujitsu with them. That's like, my favorite gloves I got. I like them better with no thumb too. It's much easier to train and fight in because you can grab so good. Yeah, and I could do my guillotines with that. <laughs> That's my favorite. But I want a pair of white Bellator gloves so that I don't know. I just want to fight in the Bellator gloves because I think that if I if there was like blood, I think it would look cool on the white gloves, whether it's mine or the other guy. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I thought that would be like cool, but I watched Corey Anderson fight in him, maybe. Like, not this uh, most recent fight, but the one before that. Yeah. Or it might have been Yoel Romero, actually, because he just fought uh, he just fought last month. Oh, Phil Davis and Yoel Romero. That was a fight I love. They fought in the white gloves. I thought it looked sweet. Phil Davis wears those pink uh, <laughs> trunks and stuff, too. He definitely like, does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, those. that's like... That's my goal. I don't know. One of my goals. I want. I just want to fight in the million dollar tournament. I think it would be super cool to be on a bracket. It reminds me of wrestling almost. Right. I was gonna say that exact same thing. It's just like wrestling. It's the wrestler in you that wants it. Yeah. Like I feel like that million dollars means something. The big old check. But on top of that, you know, at the end of the night, you could have a million dollars. Shit. I don't even know what I'd do with it. I probably take care of my family. I already have a nice car. I don't even want to buy a new car. And I mean, I buy a couple pairs of shoes. <laughs> set my daughter, set my daughter up, set anyone up in my family. Let's say that, but I think like me going to sleep that night, it was never about when I wrestled about getting that big ass trophy or the plaque or something like that. All I ever wanted was to bring that bracket home. It was like where they write your name on it. I could like hang it on my wall. Yeah, that that meant more to me than any trophy. All the, I don't care. You can give me a a patch for my jacket, <laughs> fucking anything. But if I could kid walk home with that bracket, put that shit in my grandfather's car, it's all big and I don't even know. I, I'm telling you, that was that's what I chased, and I never even had that many brackets. You know what I mean? Once I got to my senior year, they started doing shit digitally. Yeah, I don't even started giving out brackets anymore. I don't even know if they do that. I don't think they, they do probably, anymore. They I, probably, don't... I don't even know if they do it anymore. I coach for so long. It's like damn. 
They've only had a few guys win brackets, so. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I think maybe didn't pay attention to it. That's funny. I, I don't know if they do brackets anymore with COVID for sure. Yeah, you're right. About <laughs> it, all the kids are touching it and stuff. Yeah. Passing it around. I don't even know what that. I'm glad that I could fight in front of fans, though, because this is my first fight in the, um, since Japan, actually. Thinking about it. Yeah. So that's been almost two years, dude, if you think. Um, 2000. Yeah, year and something. Yeah, almost two years, I think. Oof. Since I had fought. Yeah, since I fought with fans, man. That's crazy. I it fought was... my last fight without fans, and I fought one fight without fans. It's so weird without fans. We cornered uh, Felton when he fought in Bellator. And it oh, that's is weird, man. so weird. It's so weird cornering. It's like you're in practice. It's so different. I hope the Bellator thing also, like, they put you in these stupid, like, arenas where, like, so you have, like, a curtain and you're all curtained off, but it's cold as hell in the arena. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't get hot because it's such an open area where you have the workout areas. Yeah. So it takes me a long time to get my sweat. And then they use those personal saunas, and those things just fry you. Like, I want to use a real sauna that's at 200 degrees. I can, like, measure the way that I want to cut my weight properly. I don't want to, like, fry into these little – they only go to 140 degrees, which is 60 degrees less than a normal sauna. Yeah. And uh, it's, like, different lighting. You know, a normal sauna has, like – I don't even know. It's just it's just a lot different. You know, you have to breathe actual air in. This is my body's just in it. Right. My hands are out. My neck's out. Just feel like it's frying my body. I feel like I'm gonna get my muscles are gonna get more tired the next day, and it takes me a lot longer to sweat. It might be easier to sit in one of those, but it's not as efficient. Like I feel like in one of those I might lose three pounds, and in a real sauna I could lose six pounds. Yeah, they always look goofy in me. I always see. I've never had to use one. I always see people stuck in them, and they look funny. Yeah, I can't do it, man. <laughs> I, use, I went to UFCPI today, and I'm gonna go there tomorrow. Me and my boy, man, Al Caper, he's a rising champion. We both fought in Ryzen, uh, Ryzen 20. He was the main event that night. He fought Kai Ascara. He knocked him out. Um, we trained together, and uh, he fights the UFC 135 right now. And we go to UFC PI, like, together all the time. And uh, we were in the sauna today, and it was 200 degrees. We go to the sauna, then we go to the polar, the cold plunge, like, going there for, like, let's say, five minutes. Super, super cold. It's like an ice bath, but it's even probably even colder. And then your muscles feel like, you know, you feel like uh, they're recovering and then you hop in the hot tub. And then when you hop in the hot tub, it's like you get the sensation if your feet were like uh, asleep, you know, it's like pricking. Your whole body feels like that because you're going from cold to hot. And then once your body warms back up, I kind of go back in the um, sauna again to kind of, you know, redo the cycle just for our recovery. And then it also helps us lose weight um, and just relax. It sounds amazing. It sounds so good for your body. Joe Rogan talks about that all the time, how it's so good for you, the heat shock and cold shock proteins. Yeah, that's what it was. And, like, uh, Mano has a whole thing that he does. I just kind of follow him, and since since I've been following him, I've kind of of picked up on what he does. So, like, but there's so many UFC fighters out here that I know. So anytime I want to get into the UFC PI, I kind of just link up with one of them, and then basically... Uh, they just sign you in and you could go in with them. So it's really a good thing to be in Vegas to be around it because it has all this stuff. And then also I've been able to work with um, Brandon Marino's team. You know, they have the Mexican team here and uh, he's getting ready to defend his belt against uh, Dennis Figuera. So it's good, like, I'm able to work out with them and also uh, recover with them after some practices as well. 
That sounds amazing. It sounds like perfect work for you. Uh, guys all about your size and like at your level. It just sounds amazing. Yeah, different styles, my size. And also the they're just already world champions, so their mindset's like more important, you know. I just want to uh, pick their brains and stuff. Like Brandon Marino's not doing anything different than me. He just has the same – he's just had better opportunities, I'd say, thus far, and uh, he's capitalized on them. But, uh, you know, at one point, Brandon Marino was actually cut from the UFC. He was in LFA. He lost two fights, um, I think, after the Ultimate Fighter finale. And then he went on a tear, got signed, came back, and ended up winning the belt, you know, ended up doing everything. Yeah. So it's even, it's even wilder, you know. Anything can happen. And you're going to show the whole world what can happen when you come from Buffalo, for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. It would be cool. And uh, this opportunity right here would be cool for me to shine, you know. I think I, I don't know if I – obviously, I don't think I have any European fans because I've never fought there. <laughs> but I've trained with some European people. So I've actually had some people from Dublin and from across, like maybe my boy uh, Mads is from Denmark. I've had some people from there message me on Instagram. And some people are pulling for me. Some people are also pulling for me because they really don't like this guy's stunterist style too. So um, I just think it would be cool to capitalize on the fans. I'm going to go out of there and um, I'm not going to talk any trash. I'm going to actually respect uh, – I'm going to respect myself and uh, act – you know, I'm going to act accordingly because uh, my mom and my family are going to be watching, you know. Right. Even though it's a fight, it's a competition. I feel like uh, as long as I don't get sucked into – you know, even if I did get sucked into his, like, the kind of trash talking, the game he plays, just wouldn't, uh, I don't know, wouldn't positively uh, show showcase who I am. So, like, I'm not trying to, you know, ruin an opportunity. Like, I feel like I can get a lot of fans here just by being myself, um, being the same humble person that I've been since I've got into the game. So I'm going to go there um, with all the bad blood and stuff. I'm going to actually show some respect. And uh, I'm just going to beat him on game day, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to beat him before it and I put it on the pedestal and once we get in there that's when I want to beat him yeah I want to beat him fair and square you know yeah that's a, the best way to go about it too and that'll get you the most fans especially going into the hostile territory you know you come out you're a wise ass or not gonna like you whether you win or lose you come yeah, out yeah even after I, even after I do beat him I'm also gonna be respectful you right. know I'm not gonna stand over him even though Ricky did <laughs> and also I don't have a I don't have an ill will towards I'm not um I keep he keeps saying that I'm emotional and stuff about this. He just doesn't understand who who I am, and you guys have a better understanding. I'm a very emotional person. That's how I've always fought. Um, you know, I've had trials before my fights that other people haven't, um, and I've always fought with a chip on my shoulder. I've come from not much to make it to a lot, so you guys know what the opportunities mean to me. And um, I've always been emotional, so I think that when he says that, he doesn't really understand fully who I am. Um, and it's not a good thing for him. But after I do beat him, I'm going to be respectful. I'm not going to uh, parade around. I'm going to use that uh, to have a positive effect on the people that have been um, around me for this camp and around me since I've been growing. You know, I, I want to shout out all the fans, I mean, the friends and the people that helped me out, you know, instead of I'm talking any bad, harsh shit against him. No. I love it. That really shows what kind of guy you are, and you're going to show the world soon. And everyone's going to be tuning in because it's uh, Gallagher, whether he's good or not, he talks a lot of shit and he's got a big name. So <laughs> it's going to be a good look for you. Yeah, man, I'm excited for it. It's a big opportunity, man, you know. 
it's worth uh normally we do a 20 minute podcast we're at 50 minutes we're at 50 minutes minutes right now to credit to james gallagher so (laughs) yeah i appreciate that uh... (laughs) as you're giving back one to one more person right you give it back to me when you do these podcasts and i really appreciate it these are my one of my favorite ones to do honestly I, i haven't done a podcast or any interviews for this fight yet um I've been just trying to hold off right now. Ali's going to set me up with some stuff next week. And uh, then I'll put some words out. But I think I got my um, Bellator 270. I'll have a pre-fight interview come out. I think they have media day come out. They might even have a press conference being that it's going to Dublin. Um, So that week, you know, in the next two weeks, there's a lot going to be happening um, with press. and uh, But this is my first one that I was able to do, and I'm glad it was this. I hope you can get it out in the next couple of days before those start dropping so I can blast yeah, this one. I'll get it out tomorrow, or well, probably not tomorrow, but I'll get it out by the end of the day tomorrow. And uh, I, yeah. I really appreciate the gloves you gave me. You talk about those Bellator gloves. I got them sitting right in front of me, man. I really appreciate that. No, anytime, man. Uh, it's mad love always. And, uh, you know, a big credit to the people that we also come up with, um, you know, all the gyms back home, all the coaches and all the training partners. Like, I love to train back home. I can't wait to do it uh, just as a hobby when I get back, so. Hopefully after this one, um, I might stay in Vegas for a couple of weeks, do another high rollers, trying to get me a match against like Yancy Medeiros as long as I'm healthy or uh, hopefully O'Malley or something like that. There's a big show coming the next week after my fight. So as long as I'm healthy and if not, I'm going to still uh, kind of go watch and help my other teammates out here. There's a lot of people that have big fights coming up that have been helping me. So after the fight, I'm going to fly back to Vegas and uh, I'm going to return the favor. Awesome, man. I appreciate that. And next time you come in town, hopefully choke me out again. Yeah, for sure, man. I'll be back uh, maybe two weeks after the fight. I'll so. try and get in better shape so I don't gas out after like four rounds. Yeah, man. You heard <laughs> it here. You heard it here. A week or two after the fight, I'm back. So that's your time. You got to get in shape now. All right. I'm starting right now. I'll be out running as soon as we finish here. <laughs> All right, brother. All right. Well, no, thank you very much for your time, man. Always, man. All, All right. Good, man. I appreciate you. And we're out. See ya. See ya.